Hey, welcome to Victory in the Night. My name is Jennifer McCants, and I'm so glad you chose to tune in with me. Let's go ahead and get started on our topic for the night, which is Reserve Disappointments. Tonight, we'll be in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, all the way to chapter 15, verse 5. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and I do appreciate other translations, but this just happens to be my favorite. Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, Anner, Eskol, and I am working on my Hebrew. <laughs> Let them take their portion. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, What will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is El Elziar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Now, I don't know if in your night season you feel like this. It just seems like sometimes when God comes in the moment of you being just engulfed in your feelings, he begins to say things to you that you're like, what? Lord, I am in my feelings. (laughs) And I know that in those night seasons, it's so hard. It is so challenging to see victory. But I want to show you in this story, in this biblical account, how Abram received victory and how you too can receive victory in your night season. 
where you just have all of these things on the inside of you and you're just still waiting. You're saying, God, are you going to do it? God, are you going to do everything that you said? God, are you going to do everything you showed me? God, are you going to do everything that was prophesied to me? And what I love about this account is how God just laid this thing out for me. And it's so funny because I am getting to a point where God wants me to first see it from his perspective. And then he wants me to see the humanity side of it. And then he brings me right back to his perspective about it. Um, And that's important in the night seasons that we seem to find ourselves in. It's all about perspective. It can be dark outside, but that doesn't mean that it's void of light. You know, and uh, there's victory. There's victory in every night season. And so if you are anything like myself, sometimes God starts to prophesy and release his word. And you're just like, how are you going to do that? I'm going to share three things with you that the Lord gave to me that I know will help you in your night season and help you walk in victory. So point number one, God is enough. Now, why do I say that? When we look at our scripture reference in Genesis chapter 14, we see an amazing, amazing encounter between Abram and the king of Salem, Melchizedek. I want to, I would love to delve deeper into the order of Melchizedek and how that relates to Christ. But that's not what I want you to see. I want you to see how Abram chose God's offering to him over the offering of everything else. In Genesis chapter 14, it tells us that uh, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Oh my goodness. What an amazing, amazing blessing, you know, to be blessed in the name or in the acknowledgement of the most high God who is the possessor of heaven and earth. And sometimes in our night season, we feel like if we just had more of something or if we had more time or if we had more of just more, that things would be better, that things would change. And the reality is that's not necessarily true. In this account, we see that bread and wine was a sufficient offering from this king unto Abraham who had just delivered his uh, nephew, if I'm not correct, from the enemy. But then we see the king of Sodom come. <laughs> and he begins to offer Abram hmm, a not-so-good offering. <laughs> it says in verse 22, But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap. 
and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abram rich. And so when I say that God is enough, I'm seriously saying that God is enough, not just in concept, but in reality, not just in our desired outcomes, but in all of our outcomes. And how does this play into reserve disappointment? Whenever you feel like in your heart, you have doubt, you have something in you that's saying, I just don't know how this thing is going to play out. I just don't know if God is going to do this. You have to know that God is enough. God's grace is enough. And so we have to get to a point where we stop wanting to see God in unreal circumstances and see him in our entire lives, including our night seasons. Point number two, be vulnerable to God. Trusting God is not a cliche. It is a real internal posture. And holding on to the word of God to comfort you in your discomfort. I, I, I love scripture. And uh, one of the things that I learned in my faith walk is to really just take our time when we read the text. In my second point, in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Now, that's important that you notice that this is this is like an open vision. This is not a dream. So maybe he's just, you know, sitting down outside. Let me put it in 2021 terms. He's like sitting down on a back porch, maybe sitting down out in a field, laying in a field type thing. But the Bible says that the Lord came to him in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And so when I say to to be vulnerable to God, I'm not talking about being vulnerable um, to man. I'm talking about being vulnerable to the one who knows you inside and out. Not Not just to the parts of God that make you comfortable, but also to the parts of God that make you feel uncomfortable. Because anytime that there's a visitation from God, you're gonna always feel inadequate. You're always gonna feel at times like, man, who am I that thou art mindful of me? You know, you're gonna have those moments, but in your night season, embrace them. Embrace them. Now, I, I found it interesting that in this text, God tells Abraham not to be afraid, not to be afraid. And I see why. Because here it is, he's getting ready to show Abram some things that were not only just great things, but not so great things. We didn't read all the way down further in chapter 15. But as you continue to go further down in the text, you find out. That in this vision, not only does he have to count the stars, but he's going to see his people in captivity. And so I I don't find it a coincidence that when God comes, he says, do not be afraid. I am your shield. 
I am your exceedingly great reward. And this is why we can be vulnerable with God. And when I say be vulnerable, I'm just simply saying be open to the Lord. Be open to the receiving of his word. Don't be vulnerable to everything or everybody. Don't start drifting. That's not acceptable in this night season. I'm seriously saying be vulnerable. Be open to the Lord for this reason. He has revealed himself as your shield. So in him asking, in him wanting something out of you when you feel like you have nothing left to pour out, know that he's not asking for something that you don't have. Know that he's not, you know, appearing to you as if he's asking for more of you than he knows you can really give to him. So be open to the Lord. Be willing to receive the vision he wants to show you in this night hour, even though everything in your like natural optical lenses don't look that grandioso. And it's okay. It's okay. And not just be vulnerable to God in a whimsical way, but be vulnerable to him in a holy way. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, Verses 11 and 13, it talks about how the word of God discerns our hearts. And then it goes on to say how everything is naked and open unto him in whom we must give an account. And so there's no point in trying to close yourself off in this night season from God as if he doesn't already see you. It's no point in trying to close yourself off from God as if he doesn't already know that you're struggling. But in fact, in your night season, this is the time that you should be the most open or begin learning that process of being open to him. And not again, not just randomly, not just aimlessly, but intentionally. And to do that, you do it with the word of God. And point number three, he cannot disappoint now I know you're probably like, Jen, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? This seems like it's kind of going faster than I expected. The title of this broadcast is Reserve Disappointment, right? And so I haven't even really shown you why this has been titled Reserve Disappointment. And now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of tonight. Now, point number three again is that he cannot disappoint. He just can't. And it's interesting that in this, I saw something in Abram that was also in me, reserved disappointment. Now, the text says in chapter 15 that God appeared to him in a vision, saying to him, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Again, taking our time to read the text, he says, But Abram said, Lord, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is El Elzir of Damascus? So that let me know that when God spoke in this vision, it triggered something in Abram like it triggered something in me. How is it that you are my exceedingly great reward? Seeing as I don't have a child, 
Now, I'm not making this up. You got to look at the text. Verse two says that Abram responded to God saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward by saying, Lord God, what will you give me? I didn't feel, I didn't see the beauty and the amazement of you being my reward. It wasn't enough because there was something in me that I still wanted. There was something in me that I had been praying for. There is something in me that I've been asking for. There is something in me I've been desiring. I've been journaling. I've been fasting. I've been seeking. I've been studying. I have been faithful. I have been diligent for. And I seem to have not yielded any return for all of that. So God, I'm asking you, what will you give me seeing I go childless? When I read this text, I began to see reserved disappointment responding to a God who does not disappoint. I saw it. I saw it. And in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 through 19, you got to go read it for yourself, man. It's an amazing text because it talks about how when God could swear on nothing greater, he swore on himself and and Abram is mentioned over there in the text. And I, I think it's amazing that God cannot disappoint because of what he did. The Bible says that when he could swear by no one greater, he swore on himself that the promise that he made to Abraham could be fulfilled. So you have to cancel your reservations with disappointment, bitterness, and defeat in this night season of your life. Cancel your reservations with it. Stop dining at the table with your disappointment. Stop dining at the table with your bitterness. Stop dining at the table with your doubt. Stop feasting on defeat and know that he cannot disappoint. And then keep the invitation before your eyes. Keep the invitation before your eyes. The gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, before you, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 15. Keep it before you. Keep in this night season, keep the word of God before you. Keep every promise before you. Keep every prophecy before you. And I guarantee you that God will not disappoint you. Because he's just too true to his word. And if you know anything about Abram, whose name was changed to Abraham. If you know anything about that story, he is the epitome of someone who had reserved disappointment in his heart. But still stepped on, out on God's word, no matter what. And I want to say this to you. Hope does not disappoint. Hope as in expectation. Expecting God to do his word will never let you down. It will never let you down. The Bible says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. If you go over to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, you'll see that the writer to the Roman church begins, and the writer is Paul, <laughs> he, he begins to tell them like, we glory in our tribulation because of what it produces. Tribulation produces character and character perseverance and perseverance hope and hope does not disappoint 
because we have been sealed with the love of God, the Holy Spirit. And so because we have the Holy Spirit in this night hour, we have victory. And so you can rest assured that God will not disappoint you. And I know for the listener, you're probably thinking, yo, Jen, but it's the night hour. It's the night hour. My response to you would be this. Go outside and count the stars. If you can count the stars, then you are greater than God. (laughs) But if you go outside and you can't seem to count the stars, then that's how you know you are in the right season at the right time for God to elevate and position you to become somebody great in your generation. So what are you doing in this night season? Are you examining your heart? Are you willing to search your heart and say, you know what? My reserved disappointments are keeping me from seeing the glory in this season. My reserved disappointments are keeping me from seeing how much God is my shield and my exceedingly great reward. Don't let the night season fool you and make you think that the light doesn't exist, that the victory doesn't belong to you. It's a lie. And because God will never disappoint you, he's worthy of all of you. You can trust him with your heart. You can trust him with your desires. You can trust him with your possessions. You can trust him with your future. He holds his, your world in his hands. And so why not be consistent, endure, and rejoice? If I can leave you with one last encouragement for your night season, I would say read 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Practicing what that word says and knowing that you do have victory in your night season. <laughs>